All right. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're welcome to tonight's meeting Bible study. And I want to say it's a privilege and always an honor and always a blessing to share God's word with you week in, week out. And today we'll be talking about the person and ministry of the Spirit, which is a very, very wonderful subject from the pages of the scripture. Largely, I want to make us know that the purpose of this Bible study is to educate us about the things we believe in Christianity, is to make us have a reference point to say, okay, I believe this. Where is it found in the Bible? Because one of these days, as the world progresses, we are going to get into places where individual Christians will be found in places where they have to defend their faith. And on such days, God help us that we don't know what we believe. We are not sure. In the book of Timothy, the Bible talks about, Paul was talking about people who are saying things. They don't know where they are from in the Bible. They don't know. They are just spouting out things because, you know, they hear their pastor. They just quote scriptures. They don't even know where it is. They don't. So there's, that conviction is not there. They, we are just floating around based on words we hear week in, week out, which is not good, bad. But it is not good enough. So God wants us to, to have the fullness of his word in our heart. In Colossians chapter 3, I believe, verse 16 said, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So let the word of the anointed one dwell in you richly. So that's the purpose of this Bible study. And that's why it, it, most of the topics we explore are, they are, you know, they are, how will I call them? They are detailed they are technical they are not always the applied side of the bible they are the they are the the what will i say the technical side so and and at the end they affect the applied side of our life because when you understand the person and the ministry of the spirit when you go into life you know exactly what to do with him it's just like we say that we teach you what is in the manual so that when you get to 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 the machine you can operate it easily so and that's it so you know so when you get to the machine then there's a guide and it begins to tell you okay these are you but you have a background knowledge a a, a, a an institutional knowledge of uh, of what christianity is all about so today we'll talk about the person and the ministry of the spirit let us pray heavenly father we thank you for your presence and your word we thank you for the peace that you have given us that passes all understanding we give you all the praise for this we lift up our heart and we ask that you share your word with us open our eyes help us see and understand and retain what you'll be teaching us today we speak and we ask that you give us utterance and we speak as the oracles of god i ask for the listeners also that you open their ears and their heart that they may see wondrous things out of your law in jesus precious name we are praying Amen and amen. All right. So, the person and ministry of the Holy Spirit. The person and ministry of the Holy Spirit. First, I'd like us to first look at the person. We've been discussing over the past few weeks that about the, the Godhead. So, we started with the fatherhood of God and we went to the sonship of Christ. And then we, we took a pause and talked about sons and the son. These are all available on the podcast where you can listen over again. And then today we are talking about the Spirit. So we have talked about the Father, the Son, and now we are talking about the Spirit. So I'm going to go to a few scriptures where we can see 
that there are three persons in the Godhead, and this cannot be overemphasized. We've been emphasizing this over the past few weeks. So I want us to go back to those scriptures and see them again. So we begin first. I'm going to begin in the words of Jesus, and that is in Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. Jesus himself is speaking. Jesus, the word of God, the expression of the full expression of the image of God. So he was speaking to his disciples after, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, after he ascended, after he, after he resurrected from the dead. So it says in verse 18, Matthew 28, verse 18, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power, all power means all power, is given unto me, in heaven and in earth. It said, go ye because of this. Therefore means because of this. Because I have all power. Go ye because of this and teach. So we go and teach with the backing of all power. So go ye and teach. And this is not just to the pastor. It's to every child of God. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Baptizing them. And this is where we see it. In the name. Not the names. But in the name of who? The Father. The Son. And of the Holy Spirit. So, Jesus is telling us here that there are three persons who form the Godhead. Not four, not five, not a phantom, nothing. Three clear persons, not hidden. So, this is the word of God himself, the resurrected Christ, talking to us. Saying that, go and do this work in the authority. Name means authority. Onoma. In the name of who? The Father. Two, the Son. Three. The spirit. So this is the ground upon which our Christian experience stands. The authority of the Father, the authority of the Son, and the authority of the Spirit is one same authority. So this is the ground upon which our Christian experience stands. So, and we can see here that there are three persons in the Godhead. There are three persons in the Godhead. So the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. So, and this is where we, we come to understand that. If we are spoken about the Father and we are spoken about the Son, let us know who the Spirit of God is. Now, let's go to Genesis chapter 1. And we'll see the Holy Ghost there. Genesis chapter 1. So I like, usually, I like to go into the beginnings. I like to create a balance so that we can see that everything that is in the New Testament has a root. In the Old Testament, and also there's a shadow of it, a a a, a kind of a, a a version 1.0 in the Old Testament. So, and that's also to make us realize that the Old Testament and the New Testament, even though they are demarcated by the coming of Jesus and his death, burial, and resurrection, and his 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 ascension, they are saying the same thing. And therefore, we must, under the influence of the Holy Ghost, read the Old Testament so that we can see in fullness the big picture, the full picture of what God wants us to understand. So, for example, you can imagine when Jesus was here, what was he reading? What scripture, even though it was the word, he studied the scripture. The Bible tells us that when it was age 12, it was in the, in the, in the synagogue reasoning, reasoning and discussing with them the law. So, he must have studied the scripture, even as a Jewish Jewish child, male child, he was supposed to understand the scripture. And what did he understand? He was reading through the Old Testament. And so as he was reading, because he was anointed with the Holy Ghost, he was understanding it in the light of God's plan in the new dispensation. And he began to teach from, teach from there. The apostles also, 
They didn't have the Bible. They were the ones that wrote the Gospels, that wrote the epistles. So what were they reading? They were reading the Old Testament and the Holy Ghost was showing them that you see what I said to Moses, this is what is meant. And this is why Jesus came to fulfill this. So the, the, the New Testament scriptures were an unfolding, a deeper revelation, a full picture of what the Old Testament was trying to say. Certainly, a lot of the things in the Old Testament, they were, they were said from a position of immaturity. When I say immaturity, and not psychological immaturity, no. But that those revelations, those inside, they were immature. They were not full. They were not the complete thing. People didn't see clearly. They were seen through a glass, uh, like a stained glass. So they were just describing as much as they could. And we're going to see that today, how, how Moses described the Holy Ghost as much as it could without knowing that it was the Holy Ghost, but you just need to have seen it. And when you have read the New Testament, oh, this is the Holy Ghost he was talking about. So in Genesis chapter 1, we see the Holy Ghost as a person here. It says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. More likely, if we paraphrase, the real meaning of that statement in verse 3, and the earth became without form and void god didn't create it without form and void he created it a complete good because we see that when he was going to create it again he made it good so what god does from the beginning is usually good things can make it go south but it does its beginning good just like lucifer also lucifer did not start out as a deceiver as satan when we read the book of ezekiel and the book of isaiah we will see that when god created satan it was an anointed cherub. It wasn't. It was a worshiper in heaven. It wasn't somebody that was um, that was evil or sinister. Not until iniquity was found in him. So I'm just saying this so that we can understand that God, in the beginning of things, usually, always, standardly, as his pattern has been established to be, he creates all things good. So, and then, so here, God created the heavens and the earth. Then verse two says. And the earth became, so theologically speaking, it is believed by various theological, you know, great minds and studies and research based on things that we have seen that are not, that are not, um, that are not consistent with how much long, how much man has lived on the earth from the creation of man and the civilization of man. Our life on earth does not. So, for example, you see, they do studies of bones of dinosaurs, they say, and they sit there. It looks like those things existed in a pre-human civilization. So, so let's continue. Say, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And here we see the Holy Ghost. Say, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. So we see the Holy Ghost here clearly in the beginning. So it didn't just come after. It didn't just come. No, it has been. Before the beginning. Let's see again here. So I'm trying to bring to us the existence of the person of the Spirit that is God. We have seen that there are three persons in the God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And now we are going to the beginning. The beginning even before God made the beginning. The Holy Ghost has been. Let's look at Proverbs 8 so that we'll see a, 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 an understanding here. Solomon was talking. And he was referring to the Godhead. And you see, he was speaking as a man who was in the shadow because the fullness of the revelation of God was not given to them. Now look at, Solomon was writing under the inspiration of, of, of the Holy Ghost. 
Because the Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration. It is revealed. So here, this particular proverb was under the inspiration of the Spirit. I said, and the Holy Ghost was speaking through Solomon and he was writing. He said, and he was speaking as a person of the wisdom of God. So, verse 22, 8, Proverbs 8, 22. So, the Holy Ghost was personified there as the wisdom of God. And in another way we can see that Christ also was personified there as the wisdom of God. So it says, the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting. This is the Holy Ghost talking. From the beginning or ever the earth was. It said, when there were no depths. So before anything was formed, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills were brought forth, while as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the doors. He said, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. He said, when he set a compass upon the face of the depth, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandments. He said, when he appointed the foundations of the earth then i was by him as one brought up with him you see that as one brought up with him so this was solomon certainly solomon didn't have the full revelation of god but he was describing as it were as much as god could make him see who the god is, the spirit of god the wisdom of god was and is he said I was with him. He said, I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable part of his hearse. He said, and my delight were with the sons of men. So this was the Holy Ghost even before the beginning of the world. And we can dwell on this and begin to bring out different things, but this is not our, our focus today. But this is just to prove that the Holy Ghost has been before the beginning of the world. He is God. Now, one of the things that affect our minds as human beings, because we as human beings, we are mental. We live in a physical and mental realm, even though we are spirit beings. We are spirit beings because God is spirit and we are made in the image of God. So man is essentially a spirit. He has a soul where he used to contact the intellectual, the emotional realm. And he lives in a body which he uses to contact a physical world. So even if the body dies, when we say somebody died, it is the body that stops functioning. The soul and the spirit are still together and they, were, they are the one that will stand before the judgment seat of God. So the, that, that soul and spirit has departed, has been disconnected from this physical body that we go to bury. So man exists. And that is why, for example, if you look, remember the parable or the story of Jesus Christ and Lazarus, uh, Jesus Christ, about Lazarus and the rich man. You see that even after Lazarus died and the rich man died, in heaven, in the bosom of Abraham, Lazarus and the rich man recognize themselves. That is because their memory is captured in their soul. So they carry their memory into afterlife. And they could recognize the rich man. Could, oh, this is the Lazarus that was sitting at my, at my gate. Lazarus could also, and they could also recognize Father Abraham. And that is the spirit at work there because they never met Father Abraham on the air. But because through the spirit, you can know things intuitively that you did not study. Things that you did not read in a book. You can just know things without studying. That, that is the place of the knowledge that comes from the spirit. And that is because our spirit is made by God. It was through the spirit 
Adam was able to name the creature. He had never seen the, the animals before. But when God brought them to him, by intuition, by reason of him connected to God and the spirit made in the image of God, he just said, okay, this is a lion. This is a giraffe. So I'm just explaining that. So man is essentially a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. So, and in this respect, we now come to understand that the Holy Ghost is God himself. So, our mind, because we have a mind, make us think because of how we read the scripture, because of how we've been taught over the years, because of the things we've understood over the years, make us think the Holy Ghost is less God. And lastly, because he's invisible, he's not, he's not, he's not, uh, he's not, how will I say, he's not pronounced, even though he's powerfully evident throughout the scripture, but is not described, is not, is not, uh, how will I say, he, 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 God didn't just announce him and make him so glaring. It is when we go intimate with God, we begin to see how glaring he is, that, that the Holy Ghost himself begins to show that, oh, this is me here, that is me there. But first and foremost, when we look, the people we see evidently is the Father, God the Father, and the Son. But the Holy Ghost is throughout the scripture. is the author of the scripture. And we are going to see today that he is God all by himself. So, let us go to, to, for example, let us go to Revelation. So that you will have an idea of what we are saying. The book of Revelation. Chapter 21 or 22, I believe. The book of Revelation. Okay, chapter 22. It says, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded a fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. Now, here we are seeing the Father, which is God, and the Lamb, which is the Word and the Son. But the Holy Ghost is not mentioned. So, and this, so this is why our mind can be tricked to, to not really know the Holy Ghost because we do not see Him. For example, here, the Father and the Son is mentioned. Nothing is quote-unquote said of the Spirit, but not so. He is presently here in a symbolic form. So, it says, a river was flowing out of the throne of God and the Lamb. Who is that river? That is the Holy Ghost. Is the river flowing? In, in Acts chapter 2, the Bible tells that Peter was preaching. He said that when the Holy Ghost descended and they spoke in tongues and the people were saying that, Oh, that what are you people drunk? What is going on? Peter answered and said, he said, this is that which is shed forth of Jesus and of the Father unto us. So that was the river flowing in John chapter 14. Jesus said that if you love me, you will keep my commandment. He said, and I will come to you. He said, I and my father will tabernacle with you. And the next thing he said was that I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. He said, I will send you another comforter. So you see now that even though the Jesus said, I and the Father will come to you, and we are going to go there shortly after this. I and the Father will come to you. He was saying, we will come to you as the Holy Ghost. He is us. Just like when Jesus was on earth, he said that he that have seen me has seen the Father. Jesus said, I am here now. As you are looking at me, you have seen God. 
and you have seen the Holy Ghost. So, for every presence of any person of the Godhead, the three of them are present together in that person. Because the Bible says they agree in one. So, let's see. So, just to show us why our mind over the years have sometimes not understood or glaringly recognized the Holy Ghost as he ought to be. But today we are going to see him clearly throughout the Bible. Let's look at 1 John. So, you see him again here. So, he mentioned clearly. 1 John chapter chapter 5, verse 7. He said, for there are three that bear record in heaven. We see him mention, he said, the Father, one, the Word, two, and the Word, the Holy Ghost. And these three, the Word, they agree in one. So, I'm laying the foundation of the three persons of the Spirit, and you see the Holy Ghost is clearly among them. So, he is God all by himself, in his own right, a member of the God, and fully God. So, now, we're now going to see scriptures that tell us that the Holy Ghost is God. So, the Holy Ghost is not lesser than God, and one of the reasons that we can think that he is lesser than God, one of the scriptures that could have informed that is when Jesus said that when he is come, he will not speak of himself, but he will speak of me. So you begin to think that, okay, the Holy Ghost cannot say anything of himself. He has to say something of Jesus. He doesn't talk about himself. But we also need to understand that Jesus, when he was talking, when he was preaching, he said, I do not speak of myself. I speak of the Father. So now, let us equate that in a mathematical sense. So Jesus said, I'm not speaking of myself. I'm speaking of the Father. Then he now tells us that when the Holy Ghost is come, he will not speak of himself. He will speak of me. Now, Jesus said he doesn't speak of himself. He speaks. So you see that these three persons, they are, they are sharing towards the same thing. But what they are endeavoring to communicate to us is that we are not selfish. Selfishness is not part of what the God had done. Self-promotion, self... So, and they are, they are relating to humanity because in humanity, after we fell, self-promotion is part of the fallen nature. Self, 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 what will, self, you know, self-proclamation. We are always trying to put self forward, self-help, self-care, self, self-love. So, the, the God that is teaching us that, listen, we are deniers of self. We are deniers of self. We don't proclaim self. We are united in one. We live for the community. And that is what Jesus was trying to tell us. That greater love has no man than this. That a man should lay down his life for his friends. So we do not live for self. And that is what Paul was telling us in Galatians 2.20. It says that the life I now live in the flesh, I live not of myself, but of the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave him. So the self-life is not part of the Christ life. So when the Holy Ghost is presented, because we don't know him, it's Jesus that is presenting him to us. He's saying that this guy that is coming to you, the comforter whom I will send in my name, he will not speak of himself. He's not a person of self-promotion. And that makes us also understand that when we say we are operating in the Holy Ghost, self-promotion is not part of the game. So when you begin to do things that you say, okay, I want to do, and you are trying to push yourself out there, you are promoting yourself, know that that is not the Holy Ghost that is inspiring the idea. Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, pick up his cross and what, and follow me. So this is the lifestyle of the Spirit, and that is evidence in him as a person. You see, the Holy Ghost is self-effacing. He doesn't promote himself, but yet it's powerful and and evident when we seek unto him. So the Holy Ghost is, 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 is a person of the God that you have to go after and you have to be willing to know him for, you to, for him to reveal himself to you. 
is not obviously pronounced through the pages of the scripture, yet is powerfully evident, working through every system. And I've said here before that every time any member of the Godhead is at work, the three of them are present at work. So let's look at let's look at the book of John. So we are talking about the person of the spirit. And the presence of the Spirit. Now, before we go to John, let's look at Acts. Acts chapter. Acts chapter. Chapter 5, I believe. Acts chapter 5. The story of Ananias and Sapphira. And so, Ananias and Sapphira. In the church, in the early church. The love of God was moving on their hearts so much that. Everybody cared for one another and nobody lacked anything. So much that people who had property, just to make sure that no member of the body of Christ, because they were just a, a neat group, they weren't as much as about 2.5 billion of the world population today. They were all a neat group, all of them in Jerusalem. Everybody was just about so about 3,000 or, or you know, or 5,000 people. So they could just like a, the member of just a, 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 a sizable uh, a mega church today. So like a, a, a basic church that you have 5,000 people. So everybody could easily reach one another. There were cell leaders. There were, uh, you know, Sunday school teacher. So it was an organization, just a small church in the sense of a mega church, about a 5,000 capacity in our time today. So Everybody was sowing and making sure that, oh, you don't have clothes, let me go and sell my land so that there can be clothes for everybody in this congregation. Oh, you don't have food, oh, let me go and sell my shop. Oh, let me go and harvest my crops and bring. So everybody was having the. But in this, within all this, as the love of God was moving on the hearts of the people, some, a particular couple, which who, who is Ananiah and Sapphira, who Ananiah and Sapphira still decided to go in a wrong manner. They, they injected self. And when you are dealing with the Holy Ghost, self should not be involved. The Holy Ghost is not a spirit of self. It doesn't speak of self. It doesn't promote himself. Jesus didn't promote himself. He promoted the Father. He promoted the Father. When the Father was dealing with, with Moses and the Old Testament, he kept promoting that a time is coming. My son will come. So the, the, the three of them are always promoting the other person. But, and that is to show us as humanists in our own dispensation that we do not give glory to ourselves. We do not take honor to ourselves. We further the agenda of God and we live our life to bless others. When God was speaking to Abraham, he said, I will bless you one and that is to make you what? a blessing to others. So it's not about ourselves. So when God blesses you, when God promotes you, when God pours a spirit upon you, it's not for you alone. You will benefit because you are the channel, but it is largely for others. Largely for others. You are blessed to be a blessing. That is the aim of the New Testament. It says, in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. That is the aim. So, in Acts chapter 5, it says, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price. This is not wrong. It is their possession. Now, his wife also being private to so the husband and wife, they connived together. He said, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostle's feet. At this point, it's not wrong. Is yours. You sold it. It's not, it's not by force. God will not tell you to go and sell your house and live on the street just to come and give. No. So it's not, it's not by force. But this is where the issue was. It's a, but Peter said 
Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price? Now, Peter has not given us an insight of what went on inside his heart. So, it wasn't wrong that he sold and kept back the price. No, that was not what's wrong. But the heart with which he did it. So, you see now that even on the outside, people can be moving around doing things. God is looking on the heart. That is why 1 Corinthians chapter 13 told us that we can't. He said, I can give my body to be born, but if I do not do it with love, he said, it is in vain. He said, I can sell all my property to feed the poor. But if it is not in love, he said, I'm a clanging bath and, you know, I'm a clanging simba. You see that? that so somebody can be a philanthropist giving this, giving that. And God is saying, listen, this is a clanging simba. You, you, listen, this thing is, is not touching my heart. It's not. I don't record it. Because Jesus said, for without me, you can do nothing. Without me, without me as the love of God in your heart, without the leading of the Holy Ghost, without obedience to him, without submission to him. So, And this should instruct you as a person that don't just be carried away with physically exercising yourself. Don't just be carried away. Always get your motives right. That is what God is looking at. Get your motives right. God is checking your motives. Why do you want a house? Why do you want a car? Why are you serving God? Why are you praying? Why are you praying? When you get all these things, you ask me, oh God, give me this. Oh God, give me that. Okay, oh, I may give you, I will give you. But what's your, what's your purpose? What's your motive? Is it so that you can pepper them? Is it so that you can show them that did not lend you a helping hand when you are growing? So that you can show them that you see, my God has done it. Is that why you are asking for these things? God is checking there. So that was the case of Ananias Safari here. So they had a hidden agenda and they came with a form like, oh, we are generous people. We are good. Oh, we are, we are, we are here to serve the church. But in their heart, they are like, mm, church, okay. Me, I can't give up. And God wasn't forcing you to. It wasn't. The Bible says that as every man has proposed in his heart, let him give cheerfully, not grudgingly, for God loves a cheerful gift. They should have come and say, ah, apostle, thank you very much. We just sold our land. From their heart, before they left him, because they didn't sin before they got, uh, they've sinned before they got to the presence of Peter. God has already seen their heart at home. So when Peter was talking, God was just revealing through Peter what they did while they're at home. So it wasn't, it wasn't in the presence of Peter God started convincing them or God started getting angry with them. And that should also inform you. It is not what you do in church. God is looking at what you did at home. It's not about when you go out and you, when you're around other Christians, you are trying to put a form. No, a lot of people, and you know, so many times I've been in gardens where uh, men are complaining and say, the women we see in church, uh, we don't know, they, are, they have this particular attitude in church, but when they get out, they are this way. And the men also vice versa. So Christians are, are, are hypocritical. They put up a form in church. They, they do as if they don't listen to this kind of song. They don't talk this kind of way in church. But at home, they are different people. And God is judging you based on what is going on at home. So this is a cure for you, for hypocrisy. Let, become real with God. If there is a sin in your life, open up to God and say, God, I don't want to be living a double life. I don't want to be presenting something to people that, 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 you have not, that I'm, not, I'm not in the secret place. So now... But I'm saying all this because we are, don't, don't let me lose my place. We are talking about the Holy Ghost. He said, so, he said, but Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Now, so that you keep back part of the price of the land. He said, while it remained, he said, was it not thine? He said, thy own? He said, and after it was sold, 
Was it not your own? So, you see, God is not dragging your possession with you. God is not saying that go and sell your... No, God is not, is not saying that, no. He's looking at your heart. Now, it goes on. He said, and after it was so, was it not your own power, in your own power? He said, why, has, why have you conceived in your own heart? You see there again, heart. Heart, what is in your heart? He said, that was not light unto what? Men, but unto God. So now, in verse 3, Peter said, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? In verse 4, it says, You have not lied unto men but unto God. So, Peter here is equating because he knows. He, he, he knows by the revelation of God. He's equating the Holy Ghost to God. He said, You have lied to the Holy Ghost. You have lied to who? To God. So, the Holy Ghost is God. Let's look at Hebrews. Uh, I say Hebrew. Acts chapter 13. So, you, you see here that the Holy Ghost has authority in the church as much as jesus as much as god the father this is the holy ghost giving a direct order directing the 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 order the the movement of the church directing the destinies of people so and i want you to say that the holy ghost is god so when you say that the holy ghost is here you are saying god is in this place that's the person of the holy ghost he is god look at look at the holy ghost speaking in an authoritative manner Showing you that he has authority over our destinies, over our life, because he is God. That's the person of the Spirit. Now, there were in the church, that was an Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, and was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manahim, which had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul, as they ministered unto who? The Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, or 2 Corinthians, I believe, he said, where the spirit of the uh, he said the Lord is that spirit. So he says the Lord is the spirit, equating the Lord to the spirit. So the Lord is the spirit, the spirit is the Lord, the spirit of the Lord. <coughs> Can you see that? He said, and as the ministers to the Lord and fasted, look at that. He said, the Holy Ghost word said, Separate Barnabas and Saul. Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work that whereunto I have called them to. He said, and when they had fasted and prayed, laid their hands on them, they sent them out. So they've been sent for by who? The Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost sent them forth. He was the leader of the church. And he is the leader of the church. He's the one directing the course of the church. Throughout the body of Christ today, the Holy Ghost is still sending people forth. As a matter of fact, the sermons will preach. On Sunday morning, it is the Holy Ghost that is making us say them. Look at that. Because Jesus said, he said, when he's come, he will take of mine and reveal to you. So the Holy Ghost is the one giving the pastor someone. In let us look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So that you will see that everything that is going on in the church today, every good thing, every positive thing, every move, every song we sing, every book we write, every utterance, it is the Holy Ghost churning out this thing. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So you will see him here again. And this is creating in your mind a respect for him that he is everywhere. So when you, when you begin to, to go into life again, you realize, oh, this is the Holy Ghost as well. When the pastor is preaching, this is the Holy Ghost ministering to me. Now look at that. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says that. It says, okay, from verse um, okay, from from verse 10. It said, but God has revealed, it said, okay, from verse 9, okay. It said, but as it is written, I have not seen nor hear, heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. It said, but God has revealed them unto us. So 
God prepares things for you who love him, who choose him. Not just you, him that he love, but you that love him. So it is from your end. Based on what you do to God, that is how you will access this. You love him. It's not that he loves you already, but you need to love him back to access this. So, so he said, but God has revealed them unto us by his word, the spirit. So the things God has prepared for you that choose him, that love him, he reveals them to us by who? The spirit. So when the pastor is preaching, on Sunday, as I'm speaking to you now, the Holy Ghost is the one giving me utterance. You see me on that. So God loves you and you have loved him. So when the pastor says, I decree into your life restoration, that's the Holy Ghost saying, speak. I want to restore somebody's destiny. When the pastor comes to preach and he tells you, these are the steps you take in your private life to increase your business. This is the way God's word will work in your life. That's the Holy Ghost revealing the things of God to you through the pastor. So he's the one direct. So all churches, Everywhere, the Holy Ghost is the one. Now, that is on the grand scale. Now, we are still going to go to how it operates in your life personally. Now, we go on. He said, and we have already entered his ministry now. So, I've graduated. I'm slightly graduating from his person as God into his ministry to us. So, we've discussed his person. So, now we're entering his ministry. Now, he goes on and says, but God has revealed them unto us. By his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of one man that is in him. And so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. He said, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things which are freely given to us of God. He said, Which things also we speak? So I'm speaking the things of the spirit of God right now. He said, Not in the words which man's wisdom teaches. This is not just an idea I combined. He said, But with the Holy Ghost word teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So I've been comparing this scripture here and there. The Holy Ghost is the one supplying the utterance. And this is the same thing in your life. When it's time for when it's time for God to reveal Himself to you, reveal Himself through you, whether it's on your job, on your business, on your home, on your fa- on, on in your family. It says the Holy Ghost that begins to reveal the plans of God to you. Do this. Take this course. Do this MBA. Go and walk here. Be diligent. Talk to this person. That is your wife. Do uh, Implement this idea. Go and learn this. You know, so it's the Holy Ghost that is it leading you in the things of God. That's his ministry. It shows you the things of God. So he's apparently present in the body today. He's with us. Now, let us now begin to go deeper into his ministry. Let's go to the words of Jesus in the book of John. So Jesus explained to us the ministry of the Spirit. And I'm, and I'm trusting that this, this we already 38 minutes, that I'll be able to wrap up in the next 22 minutes just as much. Certainly we could have gone far. We could actually deal with this topic. Each of these scriptures, we could be on them for about a week that is sharing on them for like an hour. But this is just a crash course. So I, I, I encourage you, listen to it again and look at the scriptures that I have taught. Meditate on them. That is how to develop yourself. So you are coming to understand the person of the Holy Ghost. Meditate on the scripture. Go back to them. Read them for yourself. Make a note. Ask the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, teach me your word. Help me see you beyond what. What I've been told in the Bible study, show me, show me deeper things. So now, look at the Holy Ghost. Jesus is speaking here. So Jesus is the one that introduced the Holy Ghost to us clearly in the New Testament. And we'll see him. John chapter, we begin from John chapter 14. Jesus was speaking. He said, from verse 23, he said, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love me now. 
The ministry of the Holy Ghost is in degrees in the life of the children of God. And there is a reason for that. So, now, when we got born again, God gave us his Holy Spirit. When we got born again, not when we even got baptized in the Holy No, the moment we got born again, Jesus told us that. He said, it will be in you. It will be with you and shall be in you. So, the moment we got born again, it was the Holy Ghost actually that it was our midwife into the new birth. It was the one that recreated our spirit. He regenerated us as we heard the word of God and the faith of God was produced in our heart and we confessed with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believed with our heart that God raised him up from the dead. The Holy Ghost rebirthed our spirit. Just like in Genesis, when God breathed, that was the breath of God. It's a symbolic of the Holy Ghost. It's the one that carries that life of God. The Holy Ghost breathed. It recreated our spirit and made us new creation in Christ. It was the Holy Ghost that formed the life of Jesus in the womb of Mary. It was the Holy Ghost that God used to anoint Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 10 verse, it said, the Holy, it said, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. So the Holy Ghost was upon him to make him perform the will of God. And Jesus was speaking in Luke chapter 4, quoting from Isaiah in chapter 61. He said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good times. So the Holy Ghost is the one that performed these things through us. So he is with us, he is in us. The Holy Ghost is with you. He is in you. The Bible says that we are the temple of the living God. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. That will never change. The moment you accepted Jesus Christ, God sent the Spirit of his Son into your heart. You can look for that scripture after this. Go and, go and look for it. That God has sent for the spirit of his son into our hearts. You can look for it in the King James Version. So, God has sent for the spirit of his son. In, so, the Holy Ghost is in your heart. But his ministry. So, his ministry is talking about the expression of his works. How much can he do for you? So, as God is with you. So, that's why a lot of Christians, even though they are misbehaving and they are doing things lesser than the standards of God, they say, ah, God is with me. Yes, he is with you. But is he working for you? Do you give him room to express himself in your life? There are so many things the Holy Ghost wants to do to us. He has a ministry. A ministry means that he is an administrator over certain things. He has a job to do. So the question you should ask yourself today is that, is the Holy Ghost doing his job in my life? And the matter is, he wants to do his job, but you are the one that gives him permission. The level of freedom you give to the Holy Ghost is the level of his ministry you will see in your life. You regulate the ministry of the Holy Ghost in your life. Now, let's look at them. So, Jesus is talking. He said, if a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him. And will come unto him. He said, and we will come and make our abode with him. So, we will make our home with him. So, he said, if you love me, you will keep my commandment. So, the first commandment that you kept was that the commandment of Jesus was that in Christ is life. That when you believe him as the son of God. He said, I will come and make my abode with you. So when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you kept one of his commands. You see that now? He said, you kept, he said, words, so it is plural. So there are several words that God has given that as you keep, his abiding presence come to dwell with you. He said, we will come and dwell. So when you accepted Jesus, that was one of his words. The umbrella above all of his word, you accepted Jesus. God moved in with you as the Holy Ghost. He continues, he said, he that loveth me, 
not, keepeth not my sayings. You see, they are all in plural. It's not just one word, several words. So you have different words in different areas supposed to keep. He said, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. So you see here, Jesus is saying the words I'm speaking, they are not mine, they are the Father's. Then he's also saying that when the Holy Ghost comes, he will not speak of himself, he will speak of me. So you see that it's the same thing. If the things of Jesus are the things of the Father, and the Holy Ghost is coming and saying that the things I'm saying, they are not of myself, they are things of Jesus and Jesus. So you see that equation there. Just to tell you that they are united, they are not different. So usually, when I was younger as a believer, I said, okay, the Holy Ghost will not speak of him. That means, ah, the Holy Ghost can go and speak of himself oh, if he likes. Hmm, that would have been an error. Ah, the Holy Ghost would have acted out of... No, so it made me... So somehow it made me also not open totally to the Holy Ghost because I feel that, ah, if he go and make mistake one day and start speaking of himself to me, that means I'm in error with him. But no, what, until one day the Lord opened my eyes and said, they are talking of the same thing. They are sharing the same thing. The things of the Father and the things of the Father are the things of the Son and the things of the tongue of the Son are the things of the Spirit of God. Now it goes on. He said, these things have I spoken unto you that being yet present with you. Verse 20. He said, but the Comforter, which is the word, the Holy Ghost, he said, whom the Father will send in my name. So the Father will send the Holy Ghost in the name of of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see their cooperation there. The Father is not just sending him there. Okay, let me just send him. No, he said, I will send him in the name and authority of the Son. And that's why that place in Revelation 22, he said that river is flowing out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. So the Father is sending the Spirit in the name of the Son. In their cooperation, they are saying, this is the pride personality of the Godhead. This is our spirit. The Holy Ghost has been called several names. It's called the Spirit of Christ. It's called the Spirit of God. It's called the Spirit of the Lord. It's the same person. It's called the Holy Spirit. Spirit and ghost are the same. The ghost is an old English word. You see, and then in our own life, it's called the Spirit of Adoption. The Spirit of the Sonship. Several names is still the same person. And usually when you read the King James Version and most other, other translation, direct translation, you see, wherever you see the, the word spirit written in capital S. So you see, when you read the Bible, you see the spirit, spirit, spirit. But whenever you see written in capital S, it's not talking about the spirit of man. It's talking about the spirit of God. Whenever the distinction is made in capital S, when you see the word spirit in capital it's talking about the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, especially in the New Testament. You see spirits. If you read the book of Romans, you see that. The spirit, you will see two different. You see there is a spirit written in capital, starting with capital S, and there's another spirit cap starting with capital and uh, small letter S. Just like the word son also. You will see when you read through the Bible, you see the word son starting with capital S indicating Jesus. And you see son in small letter S indicating the children of God that are born into Christ. So, so he said, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he said, he shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said to you. So Jesus was with them. He's saying that when this Holy Ghost comes, all this sermon I'm preaching, it will bring them to your remembrance. Now, Jesus continues saying, Peace I live with you, not as the world will So that was the first time he spoke about it. Now, we now go to John chapter 15. John chapter 15, verse 26. Now, I am, I'm already saying that it's possible that. We don't finish today because we have 30 minutes to go. So we are going to continue again next week. John chapter 15 verse 26. It says, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the word the Father. Look at that. 
So, Jesus said, the Father will send in my name. Here, that was in John chapter 14. Here he's saying, I will send him from the Father. Can you see that? The God that they can't do things separately. No, no, they are united. They will always be united. So don't divide God. And I will say this again. I've said it before. So when you lift up your hands and say, I worship you, God, don't think that the Holy Ghost is angry or Jesus is angry. No, no, no. When you say, I worship you, God, the three of them will say, thank you, my son. You are worshipping the three of us. We are agreeing one. We are not divided. We are not struggling for attention. That Oh, it's me, the Holy Ghost. No, no, talk to me, the Holy Ghost. No, 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 no. Talk to me, Jesus. I'm Jesus. I died for you. God didn't die for you. No, he is God. He is God. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Can you see that now? So, Jesus said, I will send the comforter to you from the Father. Even the word, the spirit of truth. So, Jesus begins to tell us his ministry. Described in his attributes. He is the spirit of truth. That's another name for him. We've said it's the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ, the spirit of adoption. These are names that you will see across the Bible. You can be you, so, and that is why, as a, as a child of God, you should have a, a, a Bible dictionary or a Bible concordance, even if you are going to download it. So, you begin to look for where does the spirit of God appear? You go and check in the New Testament, in the Old Testament. Where does the spirit of Christ appear? Okay, it's the Holy Ghost we are talking about. How is this spoken of in this place? Then, where does the spirit of, 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 of truth appear? Okay, what other name is it called? So, you, you check spirits. Everywhere spirit is written, you begin to check. So, it's a, the spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, it shall what? Testify of me. So, this is what I've been saying this morning. He said, and ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me, from the beginning. So Jesus is endeavoring to say that, listen, you don't know the Holy Ghost, but you know me. You've been with me for the past three years. You've seen my mannerism. You see how I behave. When you wanted to call, so there was a time John wanted to call thunder down on the people to destroy them. Jesus said, no, that's not the way we operate in this kingdom. When we're angry, we don't destroy people. No, no, we don't. We don't. Repay evil with evil. That is not who we are. So Jesus was telling them that they said, you don't know the kind of spirit that you are supposed to have. You have not come to understand. So, and so Jesus was now telling me, You have been with me, you've seen my mannerism. When they persecuted me, I didn't talk about you. You see that I wasn't the person that was always going to fight. No, I was emphasizing the word of God. I was consumed with the zeal of God. So you see my character, you've seen my form. So when this Holy Ghost comes, it won't deviate from what you have known. And that is to show you that the Holy Ghost, Jesus is the word of God. When, the, when, you, when you begin to see the ministry of the Holy Ghost in your life, it won't lead you contrary to the person and the ministry of Jesus. So, for example, Jesus died for us out of love. He didn't get down and, and say, no, I'm going to call an angel, I'm not dying. No, he obeyed God unto the And when he rose up from the dead, Jesus, after I rose up, he didn't go back to the Pharisees, Pharisees' yard and say, listen, you guys, you killed me. You say, I told you I would rise up. Eh? You think I'm lying? No. I told you I will rise up. So he didn't go to Pontius Pilate's office and go to the cheapest. No. He just went on. He didn't do pepper them. So now, for example, so when the Holy Ghost is leading you, so if the Holy Ghost is leading you and say, my son, my daughter, I'm, I'm putting a desire in your heart to have, to have, a new house to go into real estate, go and buy a property. One of the ways you will know is the Holy Ghost that is leading you, and you are acting in accordance with Him. Is that it won't be from a place of pepper them 
all from a place of let us show for the incumbents. Oh yeah, we are ballers now. We we have the we have the biggest oldest stuff. No, no. The only ghost can impress you that oh my son, I have a G wagon to give you. And it's true, the Bible tells us that God gives us richly all things to enjoy. So I have this blessing, this G wagon to give you. You have the savings enough to do it. Get one. I will I will bring back the money. And you say, okay, sir. Or you say, I, I want to give you, he's giving you that desire. Now, when he's putting that desire in your heart, one of the ways you will know is that it won't deviate from Jesus. Jesus wasn't in the business of showmanship. He wasn't in the business of pepper them. So when the Holy Ghost is ministering something good into your life, it won't come from a position of pepper them. No, 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 no. It won't come from a position of showmanship. So for example, the Holy Ghost said, I need you to get wedded. I want to give you a husband. So, you, a husband. You will not, it, it, it won't be from the position, uh, hey, my ex, I'm going to show him that what the Holy Ghost is giving me. Ha, ha, we have left. No, 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 no. Certainly what God is will be giving you will be, will be a healing and an upgrade better than what you lost. But God is not the one that we inspire to come and start showing off and putting the guy up or putting the girl up, making the person that rejected you feel that you see, I, I better, no, 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 no. When you resurrect like Jesus, you move on with your life. You don't go into the office of the priest and the Pharisee and say, you guys killed me. I'm alive now. So when God is bringing a new man into your life, a new woman, you don't come and start putting them on and start to show. No, that is not the way of God. That is not the way of the Spirit. That is not the, you know, are you getting me? So you don't come and say, oh, now I'm going to Canada. I'm taking my master's to people that, no, that is not, no, 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 no. Self is not part of the game. So certainly we are going to continue next week but so i'll be wrapping up here now and i'd like you to to begin to think of 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 closing of praying and knowing that god one of the major things the ministry of the holy ghost will do in your life is to obliterate self in you so we close and say and so jesus will say ye also ye also shall bear witness because ye have been with me so here i'm going to close on this note today that the ministry of the Holy Ghost, so we've talked about the person just in beats, in a, in a way you can understand and assimilate, and I've told you the things to do, go back to your Bible, search, download the Bible concordance, and search and, you know, look through what, does the, what are the names of the Holy Ghost, look for the Bible verses where it has been mentioned, that is what you are supposed to do as a Christian, you should study these things, so there's so much we can call, you know, cover in a, in a one hour session. So and it's just like school also. When you went to school, the university, the, 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 the lecturer comes and he says one or two things. But you still have to go get this book, read beyond what he said. Because by the time he will set the exam for you, you'll be surprised. Ah, this guy didn't teach us this. Especially, you know, for example, people that did like engineering like me at some point. The lecturer will just come work one equation and say one or two things. And, and he just move. And then the, the test will come. You'll be saying, ah, listen. But he expects you to go more. And go on because there are resources. The Bible is your resource. And the Holy Ghost is there to go back and learn. So here, what we are going to close with today, as the ministry of the Holy Ghost begins in your life, the first thing is going to do in your life is to make you cease from self and self-promotion. The Christ life is not a life of self-promotion, self-putting yourself out. Anything self is 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 come on is 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 against christ yeah you see the bible jesus said he said you will have to deny yourself deny yourself 
The life you now live, you live for the Son of God, for His glory. So everything that is coming out of your life must be as a result of your interaction with Jesus. You don't buy a car because of self. You buy a car because as you are fellowshipping with the Lord, you saw in His heart that there is a desire in heaven for you to have a car. That is where it's coming from. Yes, believe me. And that's what will, it will begin to change your mindset to know that God cares for you. If he, if he closed the lilies that are, that are today on the field and tomorrow they are cut down, how much more? God has plans to make you enjoy life, but it is on his time. He will be the one inspiring you to. So, and, so when we, usually in the past, when we say you deny yourself, suddenly it looks like, oh, you're not going to suffer. No, God cares for you. He loves you. He, the Bible says all things were made for him. That is the man. And Christ is the him, is the him. All things were made for Christ. The whole world was made for Christ. It was made just like Adam is a, is a representative of, of Christ. God made everything in the garden for Adam. The fruit of the tree, the animals, say they were made for you, for your food. So he made everything for Christ and you are in Christ. So everything is made for you. So long you are in Christ, everything is for you. So everything, the earth is the Lord and the fullness, everything is for you. So, and that way, God cannot deny you anything. In Romans 8, it says that if he freely gave us a son, he said, how much more will he not freely give us all things? So, so when we say that you deny yourself, is that cease from striving, cease from self-promotion, cease from gimmicking, cease from, if there's any word like that, cease from conniving and hustling. Mm-mm. No, stop doing, you know, stop, 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 stop witchcrafts, you know, stop, you know, so that God can begin to live his life through you. That everything you have, you will know that God is pleased with you in heaven. So this is what we are going to close today. And I thank you very much for listening. God bless you. We meet again next week. I encourage you, listen to this again and examine the scripture. If there are scriptural references I didn't mention, even though I quoted them, pick them up, type them in Google, search for them on the internet with verses a day. I use the King James, so search for them in the King James version and then you can go to any other version of your choice. God bless you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for ministering to us and speaking to us along the lines of the person and the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for showing us who he is and his role in the church and his role in our life. Thank you for ministering to us what you have prepared for us, O God. Thank you and I pray that as we have heard your word today, that you will expand this word and establish us in it and in all righteousness in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you all the praise for in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you very much for sharing your time with me today. Thank you for listening and please, I encourage you, I can't overemphasize it. Please listen to this again. Take notes, look at your Bible. We'll meet again next week Sunday, same time on this same channel. And I encourage you, we pray on Thursdays and Fridays. Those, power, those prayers are powerful. God is blessing us, is giving us entrance. And testimonies are building up. Believe me, people's lives are changing. The major purpose of the prayer meeting is to pray the word of God into our spirit. To, to, to solidify the, the, the person. So it's, it's, it's a prayer for internal work. To make you a strong person. So, you know, we struggle in our days. And usually after the prayer also, I make sure that I upload the prayer session on, on, on our platform on Spotify, 
on Anchor. So you can go back if you miss it. It happens on Thursdays and Friday, 8 o'clock. If you miss it, you can go and then and then listen and pray on your own. You can use it as a personal prayer time for yourself at home. So it just inspires you. So this is all that. So thank you very much. God bless you. See you and hear from you next week. Have a wonderful week ahead. Bye.